Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Yo, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, I usually have a count off, but my volume was way down. Yeah, I was so, so confused. Brett just started talking. I was like, oh, we're live. So we're live. Um, cool. So we uh, are on week 20 or episode 24. So yeah, week 24. We yeah. do it once a week. That's absolutely crazy. That's crazy. Because that's, how many months is that? How many weeks like are in a month? Six? Four? Three and a half. Am I doing the math right? Is that six? That's six months. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's, it does not feel like six months. Pretty fun. Um, yeah, cool. We had a fun week last week. We brought my wife, Danielle, on. And yeah, she, we did. She actually contributed um, some really beautiful things to the conversation, and so we were happy about that. We originally had kind of just planned to bring her on for the draft, but then... We we're all and there anyways. The so diesel's just spitting bars. Yeah, so we we're like, hey, why don't you join us for this Bible study section? And she um, did awesome. So backstory, um, if you know Danielle, she's kind of um, a little more reserved. So it took a lot of coaxing to get her to be on it, but she yeah. did. Great. So we'll, ha- we'll be having more um, guests on as we um, move along. I think um, next week... If we can, or the week after, we're going to have our editor, Pawn Boss, that you guys Let's know go. so well. <laughs> Pawn Boss. Uh, we might have him join us. The box. We have a special draft for uh, for that one. Yeah, we do. Um, so that should be fun. But this week, we're finishing up our um, Bible reading plan on Dangerous Prayers. It's week seven. And then we're going to start a new one called Crash the Chatterbox. Yep. Uh, which is based off week. of a book by, is that by Stephen Furtick, the book? I believe so. I think it is. I think it is. Um, so if you, if you're an overachiever, you could buy the book and <laughs> read it. <laughs> um, or you could just follow along on this reading plan because it'll be this great. This is one of the ones we did with the boys too, huh? Yeah, so we did. Some of you guys might be familiar. Yeah, so it's great. Um, yeah, Stephen Furtick book. Just got to make sure. Nice. So we... Uh, I th- I thought I had something to announce, but I don't think I do. New series starting in youth. Mm, I don't know if that was it. No, but we are doing that. That'll be fun. We're doing a Suns Out, Guns Out series in youth. Let's go. Uh, sat this Saturday is Fourth of July. Happy Fourth, everybody. Yeah. That's um, what an opportunity to like really build some unity in in a in a in a world and country right now that's it seems almost as if some people are fighting for disunity um yeah so um fourth of july let's get together let's um let's celebrate freedom while also knowing that in 1776 there was still um not complete freedom around the board so in celebration of that freedom that uh, was declared that day we can also celebrate and fight for more freedoms um, today for 
the people around us. So let's go. Cool stuff. Um, no further ado. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into uh, this Bible reading plan. So we're on day seven. There's a few scriptures here, and then we will um, kind of kick that off, and we'll talk a little bit, and then we'll do a we have a fun draft, a follow up draft from last week. Yeah, we do. Um, and so we'll do that. So first one, Revelation one eight. It says, "I am the Alpha and the Omega." says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Um, and then Colossians 1, 9 through 14 says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Dope. Okay. And then the next one, Ephesians 1, 17 through 23, which is also a book. Uh, the last one was written by Paul. This one's written by Paul as well. This says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is uh, the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might that we worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things together on his feet, gave him... Uh, Wait, and gave him as head over all things to <laughs> the church, which his body, the fullness of him who fills all in. Um, Hebrews 11, 6 says, this next one, Hebrews, oh, Hebrews is an inter- interesting uh, book because we don't actually know, here's some, I haven't been giving a lot of background, so I'll give a little background here. Um, if you're reading the book of Hebrews, it's a wonderful book, book about faith. Um, we're actually um, reading through it uh, as a church right now in a yep. series called The Long Game. And uh, so you should check that out. Um, if you are in SoCal, you can come join us at church at South Coast Christian or online, southcoastchristian.com. Um, on Saturdays at 5, Sundays at 10, yeah. um, except for 4th of July. But And the other thing is, too, if you're um, not from around here you can always catch us on youtube or actually our youth services and weekend messages are on youtube so yeah they are but anyways hebrews um was written by um an anonymous writer a lot of speculation um the writing is a lot like paul's so some people think it might be paul but it's kind of uh, voice crack it's kind of weird because um Paul usually introduces himself at the beginning of his books, so that, that it might not be Paul. 
could be a disciple of Paul. Um, it could be there's there's speculation. It could be Luke. Speculation. It could be um, a woman like. Uh, I can't remember the. I think Phoebe's one of the names that is thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the the lady followers of Paul, because back in the day it would be relatively improper for a woman to write a book to a church. But um, but those are all possibilities, and I'm glad it's not like that anymore. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so th- there's some backstory. But here's here's the scripture. It's uh, Hebrew eleven six, and it says, "And without faith, it is impossible to please him." For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Um, and then Psalms 9, 10 says, And those, and this is uh, written by David, And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. So, all great scriptures, all um, relatively dangerous prayers, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or informing that. And so the the... Um, the uh, devotional part of this week um, was the title of it is kind of funny but the title of it is, is Disturb Me mm-hmm. and not in the way that like oh that's disturbing right <laughs> or oh gross you know we think of disturb in a gross or negative con- context I guess but really um, what they're trying to say here is Disturb as in like disrupt almost. Yeah. Um, to like, to kind of get us out of this zone of comfort that we're in and this, this, these easy prayers that are not changing anybody's world, not even our own. And so that's what the disturb me thing is. So Ben, I think you have some questions here. I do, sir. So let's go, um, with some of those and then I'll answer them hopefully. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do it like that. Should be good. Let's go. All right. So, question one. Okay, I'm keeping going. Mm-hmm. Question one I have goes into the devotional part. He talks about prayer audits, which is kind of just like reviewing your prayer life. Yeah. And thinking about going through what you pray about and checking it. So, uh, basic question is, why do you think that's important to do? Why do I think it's important to do a prayer audit? Is that or, what you're asking? Yeah, prayer audit or even just life decision audit. Just continue yeah. to check yourself. No, I think it's good. Okay, so um, what he means, what the what the writer means by a prayer audit, I think this was written by Craig Goshell, actually. I don't know who wrote this one. It was. It's Craig Goshell. Sweet. It's all based off his book. Um, He's an absolute beast. Yeah, he's the one who made the app. Made the whole so, app, yeah. Um, it's great. Um, okay, so what, what what Craig is talking about here in prayer audits is meaning to do like a, a review of the things you've prayed. And so if you want to, you could practice this. Um, think back this last week um, to the prayers that you have prayed. And, if, and it'll be kind of telling of where we're at, right? If all your prayers were for food... <laughs> right mm-hmm. bless this trip bless this three by three with animal style fries and a couple <laughs> flying dutchmen and this root beer to the nourishment of my body in jesus name amen <laughs> right there's there's that prayer 
there's the prayer before we go to bed, right? If those were the only two, pr- or the prayer when we wake up, we're driving to work, God help me to have a good day today. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing against those prayers, but if we're having a conversation with the creator of the world, we we have we have more freedom to to pray things that are not just to have a good day, right? Yeah. And um, so... With that being said, a prayer audit would just to be reflect on all of that and what's going on and, and all all the prayers that um, I might have had and see kind of this week, did I pray a prayer that if God answered all my prayers this last week or yesterday, if, if God answers all my prayers or if answered all my prayers of the past week, would it have changed the world? Yeah. Would it have done anything different in my life or were all of my prayers just super safe in the or did i would i if god answered all my prayers would i just have um a nourished body a good day and a good night's sleep yeah right for sure um so so i think that's why it's important because you know the bible says you know when when jesus ascended and he left his spirit here then the same spirit that rose him from the dead can live in us if we have that same spirit in us, in the in the ability to have a conversation with God, um, why aren't we tapping into that? Why aren't we For using sure. that? Why aren't we um, trying to do more than just live our life? And this has been kind of a ground shaking thing for me recently. We've been talking about this topic of faith in church, and last week uh, my dad was preaching, and he talked about how most pastors, and I've done it, he's done it, everybody's done it. Mm-hmm. Most pastors, when they call for salvation, they 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 say this prayer, and in the prayer it says to invite Jesus into our hearts or into our life, right? And so I get, I get the concept of that, but what we, what my dad was saying last week is what that has done to many people has painted this picture that like Jesus is on this journey in our life. Jesus is now riding riding shotgun on our road trip, right? And Jesus is following me around and and he's like a he's like Tinkerbell and he's just blessing the things that I do throughout the day, right? Yeah. But instead, the prayer should be not that I invite Jesus into my life, but I accept the invitation to walk with Jesus. Yeah. Right. I accept the invitation to follow Jesus. Jesus says, follow me. And I don't say, yes, Lord, I accept you into my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus is like, follow me. I say, yes, I'll follow you. Right. So that's the conversation here, too, is when we reflect on our prayers, are we really um, are we really following Christ or we're just um, having him ride shotgun for for our ride on the on this thing called life or whatever. For sure. It's a tough conversation to have, for sure. I like it. All right. Question two is, how does what we pray about reflect what we believe God for? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. So, so you're, you're, that's a tough, a tough reality is, is that your prayers often, the magnitude of your prayers often reflect your faith in God. How much can he actually do? What does he, what does he actually mean to me? Do I, do I, do I just kind of believe there's a God and I want to be a Christian so that just in case there is a heaven and there is a hell, I'll end up in heaven. 
right? Or are yeah. we living a life where it's like, man, I truly believe that Jesus died for me and, and all this. And then, and I truly live my life, you know, taking care of life itself and having a job and doing those things. But my real purpose in life is to follow Jesus. And this is something that I've been like driving, driving, driving in the last few weeks for our youth team and leadership mm-hmm. team. And it's so countercultural because especially right now, like we're, we're kind of like I've said, we're kind of in this, um, this enlightening moment right now, even especially in America where, yeah. um, there's a lot of stirring up and I think some people, some people, their, their political views are based off of, um, what they believe are the right things to do and, and what God is speaking to them. And so I respect that everybody has political views cause they're real life issues. I get that. But some people are starting to realize that, man, I have been preaching the gospel of my political party and not the gospel of Jesus Christ in the kingdom yeah. of heaven. Right. And, and there's a lot of things going on that it, it's just, it's enlightening. That. And I think it's great. I'm actually really excited about it because now we can look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, okay, and um, am I understanding the gospel through an American worldview or am I understanding the gospel for how Jesus wanted me to understand it? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and obviously we, we love America and it was built on Christian values, but we're also, we can't just take that to the bank, right? We gotta, we gotta think for ourselves and start to figure this whole thing out. So that, that's really, that's really um, part of it too. So dope. Um, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but to, to recap the full question is, <laughs> yeah. is, um, really the magnitude of our prayers. If we pray big prayers and like, especially right now, like there's some real opportunity to change the world, to change the perspective of, of things that are going on um, and whatever that is for you, but seek God's will. Don't seek the will of the Republican party or the democratic party or, yeah. or, or this side or that side or whatever, seek the will of the father and be like, Hey, how can we make a difference and change the world for what you want to do? Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the thing is like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get into that. <laughs> it's a tough hole. Okay. So I'll get into it, but not for a way to convince anybody of anything, but the biggest mental struggle for me during all this right now um, each week it's something different, but this past week, the thing that I've been wrestling with is the idea of tearing down statues because that's been a big topic of, of culture yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. And so it seems on face value to be really destructive. And why do we have to do that? And you're, and you're erasing history. And I hear a lot of different things like that. And then, and I get that. I get a lot, a lot of times people are doing it out of anger um, but a lot of the statues being torn down are of people that, you know, own slaves or, or, or did some bad things or whatever. So, you know, I've, I've, I see both sides. Um, and so I was trying to figure out where I, where I stand on that. Do I, it's not that I necessarily will go around and be like, tear down, uh, tear down all the statues, right? Or whatever. Or I approve of, um, vandalizing property at the, you know, that's never been me. Um, but I also like, I don't know if I'm so staunchly on the other side where it's like, I'm so against it. And so I was praying about it and not that I'm trying to convince anybody of anything, but this, this is, this has enlightened me kind of to, and this will show you kind of a, a, uh, 
a Republican or a right side conservative, whatever perspective versus a maybe left democratic, whatever perspective, or right now the, the down the middle is the, the black lives matter movement and, um, and racist America or the people in between that don't know what's going on or, or people who believe that black lives matter, but don't approve of the movement. There's a whole bunch of it's, it's blurrier than one and two sides. But what I saw is, so there's people who approve of tearing down statues, people who hate it. But I thought to myself, you know what? I wonder if God would really hate that we're tearing down statues of men. Yeah. Like that that's Dang. the thing that like got me a little bit. And not to say that I'm not to say that I'm going to go tear down statues. I'm not going to. Not and I don't I don't think it's really that um in certain aspects I think we have a we have a bigger issue to fight over. But I see a lot of times um and and the reason I'm not trying to convince I don't know if whether God would hate it or not hate it or whatever. But my my point here is that if I actually take some time <laughs> to think about the perspective and the will of God instead of what I think to be the will of God through my lens of my party or my movement or my social um, stance or whatever, if I do it through those lenses, then I'll end up being on one side or the other. But when I yeah. see it through God's eyes, sometimes it lightens up a little different. So. Like I said, not not to get ov- overly political on the podcast or anything like that, but just food for thought, I guess. For sure. Generally. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's actually it's it, it's it, crazy because I I never thought about it like that. It didn't it's even wild. it didn't even convince me one way or the other. But I, I did think about that because I was I was kind of on the side of like, why are we tearing down and burning everything? Like this just seems like it's not helping the issue, right? Because yeah. I've been a guy standing behind. Um, at least the statement black lives matter this entire time. Like I'm really, and I've, I've gotten some heat for that, I guess. But, um, and I, I'm typically not a political guy. I don't like to get, I don't, I don't like to stand on the side of Democrats or Republicans. I just try and see the issues. And I believe that black lives do matter. So then I've been with that, um, regardless of if you like the movement or not or what they fund or whatever. I don't, I don't really get into any of that either. Yeah. Um, so, but I was kind of thinking like, this is kind of wild to me, but then I was also understanding and having empathy that like, Hey, you know, like some of those, like a statue of Robert E. Lee is a general of the Confederate army. I mean, for some people that's, that's history and heritage. And for some people it's really painful. So I get it. Like yeah. there's, there's two sides to everything. But then I started thinking, man, like, like I said, I, I wonder, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, God the Bible, really like statues of men very much. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, uh, yeah, and not that wild. we need to like rip them all down, but maybe we should have never put them up. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. If we're really trying to live this life in a Christian perspective, I, I, I don't know. questions you got to ask. It's crazy. So, um, not disclaimer, please don't go around <laughs> Um, I could tear down statues. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not condoning yeah. whatever. You got to make your own decisions, do your own thing. I'm not saying to go tear down statues. I'm just saying let's have a uh, a perspective, um, a perspective that the person we're worshiping um, sits on the throne in heaven and not in a chair in the White House. So ten four. Moving on. All right. <laughs> Third and I said I didn't want to get into it, but I did anyway. Yeah, well, all right. it's all right. 
third and final question that I got for you it goes hand in hand with that one. And it just kind of closes that question out. It yeah. is, what do I forfeit by praying safe? And that could just overview the yeah. whole plan, basically. Yeah, no, this is a good... praying safe in your daily life, praying safe in your spiritual life, Yeah, about anything. Now, this is a great recap to the whole thing. The for, what you forfeit by praying, si- <laughs> praying safely... Okay, so here, 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 here's an example. There's a par- there's a parable in the Bible that Jesus talk, uh, Jesus tells. Uh, it's the parable of the uh, talents, is what a lot of people call, call it, it, or, yeah. or um, treasures, or whatever. And so basically, the concept is, um, G- uh, th- this guy gave um, three different, um, three different men a certain amount of money, right? And so. Um, he trusted them with it and, and told them to keep it safe and then bring it back to him in a certain amount of time. And so, um, I'm trying to remember one of, one of the guys used it and reinvested it and got a bunch of more money. And another guy did similar thing, but not, didn't get as much money from it. And then another guy just buried it, kept it safe and brought it back. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus is telling this and he, tells him that um, the, the master was really pleased with the first guy who made more money out of it and brought that back. And the second guy, he was pleased with that too. And then the third guy, he called him wicked and foolish yeah, for bearing it. For bearing it. When you think, well, he asked me to keep it safe, right? And he asked me to you know, be a good steward of it. But that's kind of what happens when we just pray safe prayers because all we're doing is taking what maybe taking the gifts, taking the the discernment, taking the different things that God has given us, spiritual gifts, physical gifts, whatever. We're taking those and suppressing them to just be safe, to just like, to just bury it in the ground and make sure that we don't lose it, but make sure we're not doing anything with it. And so um, then we end up thinking that we're doing the right thing this entire time. Yeah. Right. And then that's kind of the, the, the deception of, of, of life for a lot of people, not just in America, everywhere. It's like, it's like you have 80 plus or minus years of life. And what am I going to do with it? And what am I going to, how am I going to make a name for myself? And how am I going to be successful? And how am I going to do all these different things? And, and, and the, the lie that we tell ourselves is that if I just be a good person, right, I'll make it to heaven. I'll do all Mm -hmm. these things. Right. But that's, that's not, that's not what it's about. Like salvation doesn't come from just being a good person. It comes simply from just accepting Christ as who he is, that he died on the cross for us, for our sins. Um, but then that life and that acceptance and that salvation should, should it should bear fruit that look like world changing movements and things mm-hmm. that, that, that kind of flip cultural ideas on their head kind of like the conversation we just had and like i said i don't know if i'm right or wrong on the whole statue thing it was just a thought i had yeah i still really haven't decided for sure um but the thing that that did was what really flipped the conversation upside down for me instead of saying like is it right to do this or is it right to do this or blah, 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 is it wrong or right i it flipped over in my head to okay actually in the first place what does god want us to do right yeah. and so um, if we have that that perspective, that worldview, now we can we can start 
changing the world. And so what we do when we pray safe when we um, pray safe prayers, like Jesus, help me to have a good day today. Jesus, bless this food. Jesus, give me a good night's sleep. Um, those things are good, but like, man, maybe I need a prayer prayer today. I, God, help me to find somebody that desperately needs you today and help me to show them who you are, right? Yeah. Or like, I don't know, man, those prayers of like, like search me and God break me and, and send me and, and God help me to help me to help me to be aware of, of what you're trying to do in my life. Cause sometimes the world is so easy. The world can so easily like suppress us into this simple, comfortable life. Mm-hmm. And, and some people are some people are called to live in the same house for their whole life and minister to the same community. So I get that. I'm not speaking against that. But some people have lived um, that you know bought a house in their 20s and lived there till they're 80. And and maybe a few times in that road, God was calling them somewhere else, and it was just too comfortable to do that, right? And yeah. so, um, yeah, praying safe prayers sometimes, not not sometimes, all the time. Um, just makes your contribution to this world-changing gospel just kind of buried. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, just like the talents. Yeah. So th- okay. So think of it this way: like you're if 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 the money acquired in that parable, the money acquired is the growth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Right. The first guy really grew it. Yeah. Right. So this is a good way to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's, hey, I gave you, Jesus is giving us all the good news of the gospel. What are we going to do with that? For sure. Yeah. Are we burying that in our hearts? That's safe for me. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going not to heaven. I'm not it. letting anybody else. Yeah, I'm not yeah. losing. No one's stealing my, I didn't lose my faith. Like, I'm still a Christian. I believe in God. Right. But you didn't share that with anybody. You didn't steward it well. You didn't grow it. Whereas the, the other, the other guys, right. They took the gift that, that this, that the, master gave them and they multiplied it so they came back so if if the visual representation of the growth of the kingdom of god is that money example those two other guys got some and attributed more and helped grow the thing yeah whereas the one guy he didn't help he didn't help grow or subtract from it or he didn't do anything there was no movement it's just stagnant for sure it's It's sometimes i would even this is kind of a controversial statement, but sometimes I would even rather have someone go through some movement backwards than just staying still. Cause sometimes you, yeah, I mean, talks about that in the Bible too. Yeah. Cause it's either hot or cold, homie. Exactly. So the thing, the thing that I see, um, and this is a good perspective for some people to have is, and I don't want anybody to, this is not me telling you to seek out this outcome, but sometimes I see people never have life change because, they didn't go forward or backwards. It was just so comfortable that they there's no change. Yeah. I see a lot of life change in moving forward, obviously. Like that's great. Yes. And then I also see a lot of life change moving backwards because sometimes you move so far backwards you hit rock bottom and you're like, I need to make a change, right? And then yeah. and then it moves forward. So, so the movement in it is is it's like when I when I'm playing sports. Um, it's like if I'm running forward, that's cool. If I'm running backwards, that's cool too. Either way, I'm moving my limbs. But if I just stand still, I'm going to pull something the next time I go in. Yeah, Because sure. I'm cold, right? It's, that's a lot concept of warming yeah. up. So um, let's let's strive to move forward but not be afraid to like to fall back a couple of times and pick ourselves up and keep moving. Like That's the whole message of the gospel is that we're not perfect. But yeah. by God's 
um, love and, and decision to send his son. Like we have this ability to stand up and get up and keep moving and keep doing that. And so that's where it is. I, th- I just want to add on a little part. I think it's pretty radical and crazy to think that like the actual worldview and people around Jesus probably thought he failed at being the Messiah at first. Absolutely. They probably thought, as he was being crucified, I mean, you the crowds were yelling at him, if you're the Messiah, just come down right now. Yeah. At that moment, they probably thought, oh, yeah, this guy's just some guy. Yeah. He's just whatever. And then he's like, psych, <laughs> I am the Messiah, comes back, does all that. But in the moment, I'm nobody thought, and to, uh, to everybody else looking in, that was Jesus moving backwards. Yeah. Whereas we we know we have the whole story now, so we could see that that had to happen. It was prophesied that he would have to go through that to rise again, but in the moment that mm. wasn't that wasn't probably what even the uh, the disciples thought was going to happen. Yeah, and, and it's said in the Bible that they they weren't ready for that. They thought their Messiah. Nobody was ready for him to be born in a manger. No, that's good. It's so, crazy. So the other the other perspective that you're bringing up is that the the forwards and backwards is not always productive and non productive. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's it's also like world changing mm-hmm. decisions and world changing confidence, and then the sometimes the step back is humility. Yeah, that's and right. Good. So to a certain extent, like Jesus coming in a manger. Mm-hmm. As a carpenter's son, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, as, in Bethlehem, and, yeah, in Bethlehem, as uh, just kind of an everyday guy, someone he didn't run for any political office. Um, he didn't really talk about politics at all. He just loved people as he went and did his thing. And and that's the that was the, that's one of the most radical things for me is that Jesus didn't really even move yeah. into the political realm when when there was a lot of political unrest during that time. Yeah. And so that's been speaking to me too. Is like maybe I don't even need to like I need to I need to fight for the rights of people, but maybe I don't need to be involved in all this because my like Jesus says like this is a fight that's not flesh and blood. It's a spiritual thing. Yeah. And so Jesus is moving doing all this and they they want this like political savior and Jesus ends up being just this, a carpenter. This normal guy and he just loves and he's and he's worried about winning people's souls and not building a a kingdom on earth, but a kingdom in heaven, right? Yeah. And so to a certain extent, he brought everyone down, not mm-hmm. down in like here. Hopefully you're hearing what I'm saying. He brought everyone down to this point of humility. Yeah. Not a sense of morale, but of. Yeah. Just, just, just in, in, in outlook, I guess confidence and. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. 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 Cause the Pharisees were so high up. Yeah. They were the high ups for sure. They, they were confident. They were cocky. They were self-righteous. It was, it was, it was, they're, they're placed on this pedestal. Right. Yeah. And then he, Jesus came so low that actually in order to follow him, you have to take the elevator down a couple floors. Right. Yeah. You have to join him down here to move and to walk and to follow his pace instead of trying to be up here. Which is which is which is counter cultural, it, it, countercultural, and not what you would think. Like you yeah. would think that you got to be high up here, way up here, to reach God, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, Jesus is down here. Jesus is with the least of these. Jesus is with with the the 
the bottom feeders, right? Like yeah. Jesus is down here. Yeah. And if we walk through there, what happens is we, we catch everybody on this bottom level and we can lift everybody up. Whereas if we're soaring over the top, we miss so much on the bottom. So sometimes that pulling back is like another thing we always talk about. It's like the bow and arrow or the pressing or the, sometimes the, the pullback is for the launch forward. So it's good yeah. stuff. All good. Wow, what a plan. But yeah, you can't shoot an arrow if it's, if you don't move it somewhere. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, got, you either <laughs> got to whip it stag- forward or pull it back. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's just stagnant, it's not doing nothing. So move. That's basically it. Dangerous prayers. That was fun. Yeah, that was a really, really good one. We I loved it. We went super long on that Bible study. Yeah, we started going in. But not upset about it. I think it was good. Um, okay. So um, with that being said, last week we did a uh, a draft. We're moving into the draft now, in case you didn't know. But last yeah. week we did a draft on the best sports movies. Sports movies. So now we're going to draft the best fictional sports characters. I don't know if you mentioned in the beginning. You mentioned Danielle as the guest, but she won. Oh yeah, she won last yeah, week. Danielle I clapped want, us both. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to mention it, but. Oh okay. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. No, I did. I'm just a little hurt about it. But yeah, it feels a little. Her bad. first week on, she beat us. Yeah, just had a brand. I don't know if that's of. just like how popular she is, or if she actually won. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's out on speculation. No, well, I'm just kidding. I, never mind. <laughs> but congrats to Danielle. Um, so Ben and I are. Still yeah, we're still we're tied. At. Still thirteen. Nine. Brett's thirteen. Nine. I have nine. Yeah. So. So we're gonna draft fictional sports characters. What that means is I can't draft Babe Ruth. I can't draft Jackie Robinson. Right. Even though they're in movies, I can't draft they're Vince Papali. Those yeah. are real people. So they got to be fictional sports characters to draft. We'll each have five or six picks. Yep. Um, it's just me and Ben this week, and so the polls will be a little easier to navigate. Um, and it should be fun. So let's rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. We'll figure this out. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, shoot. Boom. Oh, let's go. Brett got me. I got him. GG. He, ben always goes scissors. I always go paper. Yep. He found me out. And so... I was hoping you'd just stick with it. I rocked... Hit me with the rock. I rocked rock this week, and I won. Brett the Rock Johnson. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that makes any sense, but... All right. I kind of don't want the first overall pick, though, so... Yeah, I had it for weeks on end, and it's stressful, dude. It's stressful. So, I have to pick my first... Fictional sports character. Let's go. Actually, I know my pick. Okay. So, with the number one overall pick, probably the number one most well-known uh, fictional sports character of all time. Okay. The only fictional sports character that, speaking of statues, has a statue of him in a very prominent city in the United States. Um, so, I'm picking Rocky Balboa. That was... What I was going to pick first. (laughs) (laughs) You hate to see it, folks. He gets the first pick and then... Have you ever seen that statue? It's kind of hype, actually. I actually haven't. Which goes against my whole rant about if God would like statues or not, but the Rocky Balboa statue is pretty lit. So. And technically, it's not of a real person. (laughs) (laughs) So Don't tear that one down. <laughs> that one can stay. That's funny. Oh, okay. Have you seen that prank that they did of uh David Beckham where they um 
it was with the James Corden, that, that British guy. Yeah. Um, they did this prank where they, they told him they were going to make a statue of him and, and, and he was all excited. And so they did a reveal <laughs> and they per- like purposely just botched it. Yeah, like they made horrible. him look so ugly and his response was so funny. Um, I was dying, but anyways, that just remind me <laughs> well, of that. So well, first that. off the board, Rocky Balboa. Moving on, Ben, your pick. All right. That was a really good one. I'm going to go with someone from Sandlot. Oh, no. And I'm going to go with Hamilton the Babe Porter. <laughs> Let's go. Absolute unit. Also known as Ham. Yeah, Ham. Hamilton. <laughs> Dude, he's a beast, bro. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. What what does he say? Uh, if I had a dog as ugly as you, <laughs> I'd shave its butt I'd to just walk backwards. Yep. yep. <laughs> or, uh, you make your sandwiches with your mama's toe jam. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy, you, bro. You bow for apples in the toilet and you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love them. You play ball like a girl. <gasps> that was like the shocking one. Yep. Which low key, okay. Some girls are absolute ballers. Yeah, they're they're good, dude. Uh, one of them being my wife, but another one in in the baseball realm. This um, this girl I grew up with, um, her name was Alexis. She's just um, hitting dingers or what? Well, she played softball at UCLA. Oh, um, so she made she, it big. And she played pro too, and she's probably better at baseball than I am. Like she's what a beast, an absolute stud. So. Uh, if I played hype. ball like that girl, that'd be cool. But anyways, all right, Ham, that's a good pick. I thought you were going to pick my favorite Sandlot character, but you didn't, so I'm glad. But still, you picked the right pick. Yeah. Hamilton is the funniest. I got to get the funny one, yeah. yeah. So you're good. Okay, my next pick. Um... Hmm. I'm going to pick a an interesting pick. Okay. But I'm going to pick Airbud. <laughs> okay. As my second fictional sports character. Dude, the homie plays every sport. He does. He's a beast. Buddy. Retriever. Buddy the dog. Yeah. So I'm picking. I'm standing by it. It's a good right. pick. No, I'm it may not be, but agree. I'm saying it's a good pick. No, I actually, <laughs> I kind of would pick it. All right, who's your who's your second pick? All right, my second pick. I picked this movie, so I got to pick the person. I know that's why I did Airbud too. I'm gonna go with Shooter McGavin. No, he's on my list. He was a sleeper. That's a good one. That is not a sleeper, dude. Well, because most people would pick Happy Gilmore first. Yeah. Okay. Not that, that that's not the right pick. Shooter McGavin's obviously the right pick. Yeah, dude. I mean, come on. But but people would pick Happy first. Yeah. That you can't. But I like it. Shooter McGavin. Well, let's go. What's oh what's the guy, Bob uh the guy that gets in a fight with Happy Gilmore? The old guy from the price is right? 
Uh, Bob Barker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so yeah. funny, dude. You could pick him, but he's not fictional. Yeah. Um. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. You got Hamilton. You got. You're going for the funny ones. You got yeah. him and Shooter McGavin. I like it. I respect it. Um. So, shout out to my brother-in-law Dan because he mentioned this today. But I'm gonna go with. Dude, I know who exactly who you're gonna pick. I'm going with Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. Yep. I was going to pick that one, too, in the next round if I could get it. Because, well, if you know me, Forrest Gump's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's a historical movie, actually, which is kind of controversial because it's actually not fictional. Like, Forrest Gump was a real person, mm-hmm. if, you, if you didn't know. And he plays Tom Hanks in a lot of different movies. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's real. That's why they have Bubba Gumps, because Forrest Gump's a real person, so... So does that work as a fictional character? No, he's not actually real. I'm just joking. But like, okay, good. but uh, just making sure. But I'm just for the meme. Yeah, so it works. Making sure. All right, then I'm gonna pick. I can. I convinced a few people that he was real for a long time. I was pretty proud of it. But. I'd love to see it. I'm gonna pick <laughs> Rod Kimball. <laughs> Stuntman is a sport, bro. All right. All right, I respect it. That's a good pick. You were you were debating it for a second. I was debating it. You could not let it go if you want. No, I think it works. I think I it think works. That's a, I don't know. It's it's an extreme sport. Yeah, extreme sport. I think it's good. Rod Kimball. If you guys know what he's talking about from Hot Rod. It was. I'm Rod and I like to party. You know that yeah. guy. Absolute beast. All right. Jump the bus or something. I actually, I actually talked about him today too. We were driving by this truck on the freeway, um, and it, it was packed with all this stuff in the trunk and then or in the bed, and then it had like two surfboards on top and a couple of paddle boards, and then it had a jet ski towing it, <laughs> and and then it had a car behind it that had um, a boat and something else, and I was like, dude, that guy's name is for sure Rod because he <laughs> likes to party. Yeah, <laughs> right? dude, you love to see it. So. That's a good pick. Rod Kimball. I like it. Um, I am going to pick... Um, I'm going to pick Bobby Boucher. Okay. From Waterboy. Bobby. How do you Boo. spell Boucher? B-O-U-C-H-E with a little shay. You know what I mean? Yep. That's yeah, what that they're called. Out. It's called a shay. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's called a. It's called a Atilda, I think. No, that's the little squiggly one. Yeah, that's the squiggly. I don't know. It's uh, I think it's just an something accent mark. mark. An accent yeah. mark. Yeah, that checks out. Bobby Boucher. That's a good one. All right, one of my favorites as well. All right. Fourth pick. Who are you picking? Benji. I'm gonna go with Mortal. Or Eve Paul Mortal. Crew. Ooh, he's on my list. I was Main guy from Longest, was Longest Yard. Yard. Paul Crew. Also played by Adam Sandler. Or yep. in the original one. It was uh, uh, Burt Reynolds, wasn't it? Burt Reynolds, yep. Yeah. Paul Crew. That's a good pick. It's a great character. Yeah. I like it. That was a good guy. Well, I mean, uh, he was in prison, but he's a good guy. <laughs> he's in prison for throwing a game to win some money, but, you know. Whatever. Good guy. Good guy. 
we'll get past that. Okay. Um, let's see. I can't pick. I have Happy Gilmore on my list, but I can't pick Happy Gilmore because you pick Shear McGavin. And he wins one-on-one. I have Smalls on my list. Okay. can't pick Smalls because you picked Ham. I guess I could pick him, but... You're killing me, Smalls. I have Benny the Jet on here, but you picked Ham. I There's have a, plenty of good choices here. I have Apollo Creed and Adonis Creed. Okay. But I already picked Rocky. Yeah. So, my pick... Right here. It's going to be Ricky Bobby. I literally hate you. (laughs) You don't know how bad I wanted them. Shake and bake, buddy. Shake and bake. It was between, it was actually my pick right there was between Ricky Bobby and Cal Naughton Jr. (laughs) Okay, so just the two people. Same movie, yeah. (laughs) Shake and bake, buddy. Shake and bake. Ricky Bobby. So I picked Ricky Bobby. That's so dumb. It feels so bad. All right. I have like one serious pick on here, which is... Yeah, I'm about to have... I have, have one, have, too. The rest were just yeah. funny. This one will probably be more serious. All right, all right, all right. But we, so we saw, obviously, from last week that we got to go a little bit funny. Cause yeah, because we got absolutely worked. Danielle won with High School Musical. Come on. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Miyagi. Yo, that's a legendary pick. I didn't even think about Karate Kid because I keep not thinking about Karate Kid as a sports movie. All right. I don't want. Yeah, I wanted to go Mr. Miyagi. I don't want the actual Karate Kid. No, no, no. You don't. I accept that. That's a great pick. Mr. Miyagi. Do you want to go for another round? Are we done? I have one other person and it (laughs) might be kind of sus. So I'm good. (laughs) All right. We're going to send it then. (laughs) All right. Time for it. We're good. We could actually do it. <laughs> we're actually. I don't know. We've got. We went long in the Bible study. But it's up to you. We're at. We're at fifty minutes, so we can do one more pick. It's fine. Okay. I have a bunch of picks for you if you need them. <laughs> no, we're good. So I'm gonna pick. Uh... <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I should pick a serious pick here or. Mine's actually not bad. I'm just kidding. But. Oh, now I'm now I'm kind of I can't decide. Because I have a really funny pick that I want to pick. Just run it. But then I also have two like pretty good serious picks. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll shout him out at the end. I'm going to pick Jackie Moon. Okay. <laughs> From Semi-Pro. Yep. <laughs> Flint Tropics. I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's the funny one. Yeah, that's the good one for Jackie sure. Jackie Moon. All right. Who's your pick? Who's All your right. final pick? My final pick, who, this is going to be rough. He could automatically lose because it's from the Rocky movies, and Rocky could, I mean, he beats him, but I'm going to go Clubber Lang, Mr. T. All right, all right. I mean, he's just an absolute beast. I like it. How do you spell that? Just Clubber, C-L-U-B-B-E-R, Lang, L-A-N-G. Clubber Lang. It's a good, He's it's arguably good the toughest guy Rocky has to face. Yeah. I mean, Rocky's Rocky, so we all know how it ends. Yeah. But. Except for, actually, in the first one, he lost to Apollo Creed. Okay. Yeah, so I guess second, maybe toughest guy. So, bro. But it's still a good pick because Mr. T's on Mr. T's just a beast, too. I like it. I like the pick. Mr. T, 
I wish I could just pick the actor because he's a unit. He's in a bunch of movies, but I might I might get away with that. I might just throw Mr. T, but he's a real person, so it's not fictional. So I might you might lose because of that. So I'll just put Clever Lang. Yeah, because then he and just I'll put in parentheses Mr. T for you. I'll do that for you. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Okay, so here's some of my uh, honorable mentions. I had Happy Gilmore, obviously. Yeah. I had Gary Bertier from Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's the, the middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Smalls. Yeah. I had all the Sandlot people. I yeah, just had Smalls, Squints, uh, Benny the Jet, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those guys. Um, I have Apollo Creed and Adonis Creed. Apollo's the dad who uh, beat Rocky, and then they became training partners later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the story. And then Adonis Creed is his son, who the new movies called Creed are about. Um. And then I had Cal Naughton Jr. Mm-hmm. and Coach Boone, who was from Remember the Titans. Coach Boone would been would have been my serious pick over, yeah. over Jackie Moon. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Because that movie got some votes, I feel like, last time. Yeah, it did. So <laughs> um, here's the final list. So I'll say mine first because I pick first. So I have Rocky Balboa, Air Bud, Forrest Gump, Bobby Boucher, Ricky Bobby, and Jackie Moon. <laughs> And I'm still so mad he got Ricky Bobby. I wanted him so bad. <laughs> and I could have just picked Cal, but that'd be dumb. Oh, you know what I should have picked? I should have picked Sunshine from <laughs> from Remember the Titans. What Remember am I Titans. thinking, dude? Dang it. Okay. Their team would have all just been memes. Exactly. <laughs> but, hey. Um okay, and then uh Ben has um Hamilton, the babe porter or ham. <laughs> yes. Big ham. He's got Shooter McGavin, Rod Kimball, Paul Crew, Mr. Miyagi, and Clubber Lang. That's a beast of a team. I kind of want to go one extra round now just so I can pick Sunshine, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, now we all know it. so Yeah. So you guys know I would have picked them. So anyways, hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed that uh, the Bible reading plan that we did, Dangerous Prayers. Um, yeah, it was super good. Yeah, we're, we're getting into some tough conversations and good good topics and and. Like we always say, we, we Ben and I don't know everything, and we're not going to pretend like we do. Yeah, for sure. And so some of these conversations, even even some of the ones earlier where you know, we're discussing topics that are really quite sensitive. controversial and sensitive during the day, or, or for this day, um, we're, we're not trying to stand really on, on, uh, on one side or the other on those. We're just trying to hear what God's saying. So for sure. that, that hopefully you caught that as the heart of the conversation. But... Um, next week we're going to start a new reading plan called crash the chatterbox. Um, yep. and that should be really fun. And so we hope you join us for that. Um, feel free, like we always say to leave a review or a rating. Um, check us out on Instagram, echo youth SCC to catch up with the polls and stuff. Um, DM us on there to leave any requests for, uh, drafts or any just questions, live questions that we have or, if you have a new funny segment you'd like us to try out or anything like that. So uh, with no further ado, we'll see you later because I'm Brett. And I'm Ben. And cue the outro. Outro.